the devil approached Jesus and said to him, If you are the Son of God. As we enter into this time of Lent, I think it's easy for us as Catholics to approach this kind of like a New Year kind of mentality with New Year's resolutions. So, God willing, we've made commitments to add some extra prayer, to sacrifice some legitimate goods, to leave more room for God in our life, and to be more generous with God and with those around us. But sometimes we think that this is just a self-improvement project time. 40 days of me doing in, putting in the hard work so I can become a better Christian. I think as we listen to this gospel that the church has very intentionally chosen to set the tone for the rest of Lent, we get an idea that there's another level to these 40 days. These 40 days are not merely a self-improvement project. These 40 days are a battle. These 40 days are a battle against Satan. We heard in the first reading, and I hope that you recall this if you were a part of the Advent series that we did, we talked about how God created all things good, and then through Satan, through these fallen angels, we were tempted to doubt that God really cares about us. We were tempted to not trust that God is sufficient for us. And so Satan was able to put in just enough of a lie to twist the truth just enough so that Adam and Eve would reach out for the fruit that they couldn't have. It's not the fruit itself that's the problem. It's the fact that they didn't trust God. As a result of that deception by the evil one, from the very beginning with our first ancestors, we to this day are tempted by Satan and all of his companion spirits. And don't let, don't let this message be interpreted as Satan is the root of all of your problems. It's Satan who is around every single corner, every bad thing, every bad thought. That is Satan. I'm not saying that. But we often flip to the opposite side as Christians and as Catholics, not factoring in Satan whatsoever. But we are in a spiritual battle. And very few Christians, very few Catholics understand that or live their life as though they are in battle. The amazing thing is this is not a battle that we ourselves need to engage and win by ourselves. Jesus has entered into the battle. This is the great news of this gospel. He takes upon himself the temptations that we feel and experience in three primary categories. And most all sins can fall under these three. And they're represented by each of the three temptations. The first to turn the stones into bread. He's hungry. He's ready to receive nourishment. This temptation represents the pleasures of life, the material pleasures, whether, whether it is food or drink or the sexual appetite or just all of the other comforts that our first, class, our first world provides us here in the United States. We love our comfort and we don't realize how much we are attached to our comforts until all of a sudden they are taken away. When our internet goes down, when the electricity goes out and the hot water goes off, we realize, oh my gosh, I'm really attached to these comforts. And it's really easy for these subtle comforts or bigger pleasures of life to get in the way of our relationship with Jesus. This is one category, pleasure. The second is 
popularity or vanity, other people's opinions of us. It's so easy to live our life in order so that it might be recognized by other people, especially my generation and behind. We, there's this huge push and movement of people that want to be influencers, those that want to be followed, those that want to have a bunch of views on their videos. But to what end? Follow you where? Like what? Is this helping our relationship with God or is this meant to just build up your own ego? This is the second big P, so to speak, after pleasure is popularity. And the third P is power or pride. And so Jesus is taken up to see all of the kingdoms of the world, which apparently Satan has power over because he can hand them over to Jesus should he bow down and worship him. This is the third thing, general category that we can fall into. I just want to have influence over other people. I want to have power. I want to be seen as one who is self-sufficient, who governs. Any one of these three P's are an area of temptation for us or our predominant fault fall under one of those three general ones. Jesus takes upon himself these temptations that we feel day in and day out, and he defeats Satan. And so the key, as always, is to allow Jesus to defeat the evil one for us. The hard work of the spiritual life is to trust Jesus, to be obedient to him. Just as Adam and Eve did not trust God and were disobedient, the hard work of the spiritual life is to overcome this natural tendency to distrust God, to try and take care of ourselves, and to try and fill the hole in our hearts with power, pleasure, popularity. Notice the first words that Satan uses before his temptation. If you are the Son of God. And every temptation begins with this. Basically, you're not really loved. You're not loved, and so you should find something that fills you, that makes you feel good about yourself, because God certainly doesn't love you. You're all alone. No one likes you. You're a failure. You're never going to amount to anything. These are the lies of the enemy that we hear all too often in our ears. Satan wants us to doubt this fundamental identity that we're beloved sons and daughters. Regardless of what we do, regardless of what we are unable to do, we are loved because of who we are. We are loved. We are loved. So when we go to pray every day, when we go to Mass at least every Sunday, And when we go to confession every month, this isn't just an arbitrary rule that we're following. We're giving Jesus permission to fight the battles for us, first and foremost, by filling our heart with the awareness that we're loved. Even though you might not feel something when you enter into that time of prayer, that 15 to 30 minutes, even though you might not feel like you're getting anything out of Mass and you're distracted, even though you might not feel any different after confessing your sins, Your soul does feel the difference. Your soul is liberated from the temptations of the evil one. This is the easiest way to win the victory, is to allow Jesus to fight and to win it for us. So as a practical step moving forward, whatever your resolutions are, you're going to be tempted to drop them. If you've already failed, 
That's okay. It's not about never failing. The key is to get up again and to renew those commitments. If you haven't made any commitments, now is the time to do so. As you are tempted to not follow through with that resolution, or as you're being tempted to do something that you know positively is a sin, I want you to keep in mind one simple line that has changed my life and been so helpful to me. My spiritual director gave this to me a couple of years ago when I did my spiritual exercises. We call this like a little arrow prayer, something that you can just insert that helps redirect to what we should. The line is this, Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I choose you. You gave up desserts. You see a dessert. You really want it. Jesus, I choose you. You're tempted to objectify another person. Jesus, I choose you. You're tempted to do something so that you can be seen. Jesus, I choose you. I invite you to have that that refrain in the back of your mind ready to pull out because you're going to be tempted. You're going to hear those lies. And when you start hearing those discouraging lines from the enemy, you're not good enough. You're not loved. Nobody cares about you. You're alone. Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, thank you for loving me. I trust, even though I don't feel it right now, I trust that you have chosen me and that you love me. Jesus, Jesus, you are Savior. You are our liberator. You came to fight the battle against Satan and evil for us. Jesus, we give you permission to fight for us. Jesus, we choose you as we receive you in this Eucharist. Drive out from our minds and our hearts anything that is an obstacle to receiving your love, which is the best offense against the enemy. Drive out from us these chattering voices, insinuations, these half-truths that discourage us. Jesus, help us to abide in the truth that you are are the beloved of our soul. Jesus, fill our hearts and souls with your love and defeat the powers and the wickedness and snares of the evil one. Amen.